Hi, I'm Pastor Anna Sorensen, and this is the French Creek Lutheran Church Podcast. This is the place where I will post Sunday messages and other messages for the congregation. This podcast began in March of 2020 as we entered into the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks for joining. The Gospel reading is from Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking to Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my son. The beloved listened to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. As a child, I was fascinated by fog, the way fog muffled sounds, the fact that it could dampen my hair or my clothing, the eeriness of not knowing what was in front of me, behind me, beside me. When I was a bit older, I learned the scientific reasons for fog, that fog is like a cloud close to the ground that it is water condensing around small particles suspended in the air. But that did not make it lose its mystery. Fog can make us feel lost and lonely or cocooned and protected. It can make us consider staying close to home, quiet. And a foggy morning always seems to me to be an excellent setting for contemplation and reflection. This church season of Epiphany closes with the story of Jesus, Moses, and Elijah together on a mountain. We know this narrative as the transfiguration, which literally means change in appearance. Peter, James, and John witnessed this transfiguration. Jesus' clothing became dazzling white before the other forefathers in faith appear. This story 
And in fact, much of the middle of the Gospel of Mark relies on sight as a metaphor for understanding. Much of scripture relies on sight as a metaphor for understanding or insight, as does the beloved hymn, Amazing Grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. And when we sing this song, we're referring not to our physical sight, but to coming to a deeper understanding of the mystery of grace. Before the transfiguration, in the eighth chapter of Mark, Jesus heals a blind man, asking him, what do you see? The man can only see partially, not clearly. And Jesus gives the man physical healing so that his sight becomes more clear. Then Jesus asks his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they answer him, John the Baptist, Elijah, one of the prophets. Jesus asks again, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answers, you are the Messiah. Peter sees, but not clearly. For as Jesus teaches that the Messiah must suffer, Peter rebukes him. Six days later, these disciples are given a vision. They come to see Jesus more clearly than they did before they went up the mountain, but they still don't understand. What changed for the disciples because of the transfiguration? After Jesus is transfigured, after his appearance changes, after the forebears in faith appear there, the disciples are overcome by a cloud that descends. They are surrounded by fog, confusion, and they leave the mountain just as confused as when they arrived. Our own epiphany moments are often like that. At the time, they make little sense. They can be overwhelming, and sometimes they make things more confusing. But as the saying goes, hindsight is 20-20. Clarity of vision comes with reflection and retrospection. Looking backward can make the way forward more clear. Jesus says to the disciples, don't tell anyone about what you saw on this mountain until after the Son of Man is raised from the dead. This is confusing, not clarifying. How is this an epiphany? How is this a revelation? This is a confusion. And the way forward seems foggy. We've been living with a pandemic for nearly a year. For many of us, it feels isolating 
and lonely. We have lost friends and loved ones and celebrations. Some of us have lost jobs. A cloud has descended. Our vision is obscured. We can't see what is in front of us. And we know that in this fog, there could be more dangers lurking that we cannot see. We long for the dazzling brightness of the glowing of Jesus, the awe that comes with seeing Moses and Elijah and the Rabbi Jesus together. Can't we stay here in this place of revelation? Lord, it is good to be here. Let us put up tents. The disciples ask. It's no surprise. This is human nature. They want to stay in the brightness of the revelation, not in the confusion of the cloud. They want to stay on the mountain, not go back to doing the things of everyday life. But the truth is that revelations from God are often fleeting and momentary, and sometimes they leave us more confused than we were before. And Jesus' answer to the disciples and to us is, no, you don't get to stay here. Head on down the mountain. In my experience, a life of Christian discipleship is often lived out in the fog and only occasionally in the dazzling clarity of the sunlight. More frequently, our vision is obscured, our understanding clouded, and our way unsure. Sometimes, the fog can even feel like it separates us from everything we thought that we knew. We start to ask, is God really there if I can't see him clearly? We get so caught up in what we can and cannot see and what is unclear that we forget that the cloud is also a gift from God. Preacher and writer Barbara Brown Taylor said, The point is not to explain the cloud. The point is to enter it. In the cloud, we hear the voice of God. In the fog, we cannot rely only upon our eyesight. We must use our ears. In the cloud, we turn in, tune into words. We connect to the word. We turn to scripture. We listen to the sun. The cloud of this pandemic and confusion and unknowing that has brought to our lives is also a place where we are forced to listen. Because God works in cloud and confusion as surely as in light and in clarity. In the midst of the obscurity that we are currently living in, God is doing something to us. Pastor Mike Woods said this week that God is bringing us detachment. God is getting to us by detaching us from things that we were too attached to like a beloved in-person worship experience or a church building that perhaps we've come to love for its own sake rather than for God's sake. The reading today ends with the disciples, foggy with confusion, with more questions than they had before the transfiguration and a vision about which they couldn't quite grasp the meaning. That is, until after the resurrection, when, 
according to the earliest ending of Mark's gospel. Mary and Mary and Salome stay silent because of their fear. And so we, the readers, fill in the details. An empty tomb and a memory of an epiphany. Disciples who saw Jesus on the mountain with the lawgiver and the prophet, and a voice from heaven and an instruction. Tell this story after the Son of Man is raised from the dead. And now this heavenly vision begins to make sense. Hindsight, as they say is 2020. But we're not there yet. We can't look back on our walk through a foggy and cloudy path until we're through it. Do not fear the cloud. Do not fear the fog and the obscurity in which we find ourselves. Remember that when the cloud lifted, the three disciples found themselves not alone, but with Jesus, who continued to lead them, even as they did not yet understand how this would all end. Even though they don't know the whole story yet, even though they cannot yet see clearly, they followed him off the mountain to the people, to the healing, to more teaching. They were not alone. Even when the clouds obscured all that they would like to be able to see and to hold on to forever. And neither are we alone. Even when we cannot see the path ahead. When the way is obscure and hard to see, practice listening to the sun and follow his voice. Even in the darkest, most difficult fog, we are not alone. Thanks be to God.